Be inspired to learn, grow, evolve and rock life with Tynell and Dale Robin. This is Alternatescapes, brought to you by Uncut Media. Good evening everyone and welcome to another episode of Alternatescapes. My name is Tyro Null, also known as the Seeker of Uncut Media, and as always, I have the brilliant but skeptical Dale Robin <laughs> in studio with me tonight. <laughs> L- less and less skeptical as time goes on, if we are real. But yes, hello everybody, welcome to it. So mm. stoked to be here. Absolutely, we're going to have to change your, your also known as name the, to the, something the, a bit more... The artist formerly known as the cynic. The cynic. <laughs> Right, so now to all of our regular listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. We love having you guys on board. We love your support and are always thrilled to have you with us. To all our newcomers, you've come to the right place. We like to call it our weekly therapy session. It is indeed a weekly therapy session. And we love hearing from you guys. So please do feel free to chime in by WhatsApping the studio live on 072-870-7571. May it be a question or a story that you'd like to share We'll be thrilled to hear you. So before we get into this evening's topic, we are going to be kicking off season three next week. Season three. Can you believe it? So the reason for the second, the third season is that we're taking a little shot left with our topics. So we are going to be chatting about things that are more lifestyle orientated. Fantastic. Life skills. Life skills. So we'll be covering topics like the art of the hustle, success in the workplace, relationships. We all need some relationship advice. Oh, don't we all? (laughs) And interconnectedness. So like the role that social media and digital media plays in our lives so quite interesting topics but first tonight we're going to be chatting about personal mastery so we've learned all about the tools and the resources that we can leverage in order to transform ourselves and live the lives that we dream of and now it's time to kick it up a notch and actually master ourselves so that we can live those lives that we dream of i love that i think that's very exciting as i say i'm i'm I feel like there's a negative connotation as well to the word master and you kind of, don't eyeball me like that, but there is. And I think that being able to take that word and make it powerful for you is Mm. such a big deal, such a big, but you can explain personal mastery to us later in the show because there's a very specific definition. Exactly. Absolutely. So personal mastery is an essential ingredient, I believe, for super happiness in life. It's something that we all want to achieve and whether we know it or not. So if you think about your life over from when you were a kid to now, how many transformations have you gone through, whether you have been aware of yourself going through those transformations or not? So like if I look back at my life even just a year ago to where I am now, two completely, or not completely different people, my values, my core values and integrity are intact, but, uh, well, I was still the same, but I have mastered different aspects of my life and have learned new things about myself that I'm putting into practice now. So it really is about our journey towards continuous improvement and seeing life from a different perspective. I think those perspective shifts are extremely important. And perspective is everything. Uh, it's difficult perspective because I think everyone has a different one. So it's, it's about finding the perspective that works for you. Absolutely. And it's uh, personal mastery is also guided by our principles, like the purpose that we have in life, our vision, our belief our commitment and just knowing ourselves so we've discussed what's 
may be holding us back in our previous episodes. If you guys missed last week's episode, we discussed redefining trauma. We did. And it was such a powerful, powerful episode. And I've had the most amazing amount of feedback from that episode because um, I've had I've had people I've made them listen. Mm. Uh, particular people who are in my head and I went they need to hear this and I've made them listen I've listened back to it personally three or four times and uh, people will know I was quite animated about that particular one it was an incredible show incredible and it changed my mindset a lot you know to the way I react to people uh, Mm. now with that in the back of my mind Mm. all the time and that's why we call these therapy sessions because for a whole week I put into practice what we've spoken about and it's amazing the differences yeah absolutely and then also our attachment to things and experiences and our goals and also our attachment to our ego selves identifying those ego parts of ourselves and releasing those so we've discussed a whole array of different topics and have given you guys tools and resources to you know shift your life and kind of give your breathe new life into your life so i hope that this episode inspires you to again kick it up a notch and actually start mastering your life i need to tell you a very funny story very quickly and also with your permission just give a quick shout out um i'm very proud Proud to announce that I've become a brand ambassador for a yes. wonderful place called Be Betty's, and you'll find them in their little salon. You'll find them in uh, in Deco Park, and I spent the morning with these wonderful souls, wonderful, wonderful souls. And their yoga teacher was there. Now, the yoga teacher's known me for years, and I was telling her about alternate scapes and all of these tips and tricks that you've taught me, and mentioned to her that I've started meditating. Well the hysteria she didn't believe me for a very long time yeah. she was like you meditate never and uh, we, we we ended up i said to her, no i'm really doing this thing and they were so proud so thank you for teaching me that because it's 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 changed my life Absolutely. it's changed my life it's, i'm a lot more relaxed and a lot calmer and it is uh, all because of you and this amazing show Oh, you are most welcome. And you are looking gorgeous, by the way. Thank you. They did Loving such a beautiful job. Yeah. So, ladies, it's a one-stop shop. Please, this is called the Shameless Punt. Go along. They do nails. They do lashes. They do hair. And it's amazing. I don't know if the boys feel the same, but new hair yeah, changes absolutely everything when you ha- when you get a new cut you feel like a new person that's it Absolutely. that's exactly it can i just quickly very we've got our regulars tuning in sending us love already david morgan and debbie hello lovelies oh, hello everyone welcome back welcome back right so let's head it off with our regular practice progress and um, dale's given me strict instructions to shift it up next week so next week we'll have a new practice progress exercise but for now let's get into our zen mode and release all of that shit that you don't need exactly breathe with us okay so what i want you to do is close your eyes and just become aware of this present moment Forget about everything else that's going on around and outside of your reality and focus on you. I want you to take a deep breath in and on your in-breath, I want you to become aware of your body, whether you're seated or laying down. Just become aware of your body from the top of your head to your feet and breathe in and breathe out. Now we're going to release any tension in your body, so from the top of your head through to the bottom of your feet. Each time you breathe in, imagine white bright light breathing into the area that you would like to release tension from. And as you exhale, you exhale whatever it is that no longer serves you in that area. And on the exhale, you relax. So from the top of your head, 
breathe in and exhale the tension. Move down to your face, breathe in and relax your face on the exhale. Now to your neck and your shoulders, breathe in and exhale all the tension. Now to your chest, breathe in, imagine that white light filling up your chest and as you exhale, you breathe out all the tension. Now moving down to your abdominal area, breathe in that bright white light into your stomach. Close your stomach and breathe out all the tension, becoming completely relaxed in your upper body. And now to the bottom of your spine, breathe in and breathe out. And now into your legs, breathe in. tension and just relax your legs. And now your feet. Breathe in and breathe out. And now one last time we're going to imagine that white light entering the top of your head on your in-breath traveling all the way down to your body and exiting your feet and as it exits it takes with it all the tension all the worry all the anxiety and you'll be feeling relaxed and calm and at peace and breathe in and hold and One more time, breathe in and hold and breathe out.
station with the best, me, best, me, best, me, best, me, best music. Best music. I love the I music. Love the mu- best music. Uncutmedia.co.za. 100% raw, uncensored, and in your face. Parental guidance is advised. And that was Breathing by Ben Homer. How fitting for just after practice progress. I'm so chilled. I love those vibes. Just love them. Love them. Right. So if you're just tuning in, we are chatting about personal mastery. And I thought that a great way to start off today's show is to dive into the illusion of money, time and ego. So is time part of reality? Is your ego who you really are? Is money really wealth? Very, very... Important questions to Super ask ourselves. Super important questions. So this next clip by British philosopher Alan Watts presents the idea that money, time, and the personality or ego are all illusions that society has invented and have all been created in our minds. So he proposes that there is no time and only a present. There is no past or future except as concepts in our minds. And that the ego is another illusion. You know, we've been conditioned to believe that the ego is who we are when what explains that the ego is only a small limited fraction of the real you he also examines our relationship with money you know many people would rather have money than real wealth and what is real wealth happiness we've discussed this in previous episodes as well so uh, here's the illusion of money time and ego by british philosopher alan Alan Watts. watts well i have a sort of suggestion and that is this that before we decide either to save the planet or to destroy it we pause for a moment of silence I don't mean that kind of grim silence which one observes when somebody says uh, such and such a famous person has just died and we'll observe a moment of silence in his honor and everybody frowns and thinks very serious thoughts. That's not silence at all. I mean real silence, in which we stop thinking and experience reality as reality is. Because after all, if I talk all the time, I can't hear what anyone else has to say. And if I think all the time, and by that I mean specifically talking to yourself sub-vocally inside your skull. If I think all the time, I have nothing to think about except thoughts. And so I'm never in touch with the real world. Now what is the real world? Some people have the theory that the real world is material or physical. I say it's made a kind of a stuff. Other people have the theory that the real world is spiritual or mental. But I want you to point out that both those theories of the world are concepts. They are constructions of words. And the real world is not an idea. It is not words. Reality is...
you'll find, therefore, that if you get with reality, all sorts of illusions disappear. And I will mention several illusions that have not this kind of existence. Let's begin with some very down-to-earth ones, like money. Money is a very useful method of accounting. It is a measure of wealth in the same way as inches are measures of length and grams measures of weight. You cannot eat money. You could have a fantastic quantity of dollar bills and uh, stock certificates on a desert island and they would be useless to you. What you would need would be food and uh, animals and companions. Money simply represents wealth in rather the same way that the menu represents the dinner. Only we are psychologically perverted in such a way that we would, some of us would rather have money than real wealth. But you know, you cannot drive in five cars at once, even though they be Cadillacs. You cannot live simultaneously in six houses or eat 12 roasts of beef at one meal. There is a limit to what one can consume. So that's one of the sort of confusions I'm talking about. Another is that we confuse ourselves as living organisms with our idea of ourselves. That is to say, with a conception of myself which is called the personality or ego. We, that is what we have been told we are. And it's an extremely crude and limited conception of oneself, of the actual unique living organism. And we get unhappy because we are thinking of ourselves in this way, because we think, well, gee, I'm going to die. I once talked to a woman who came to me and said she was afraid of death. And uh, we went into it in a long conversation. I said, what are you really afraid of? And she thought it over and thought it over and he said, do you know, what I'm going to be afraid of is what other people are going to say. They're going to say, poor old Gert, she couldn't last it through. <laughs> because you see, <laughs> who you think you are is entirely dependent on who people have told you you are. You're not that. Then another thing that bothers, bothers us is time. Most people nowadays say, I have no time. Of course you don't. Because you are not aware of the present. You know, the present is represented on your watch by a hairline. 
that is as thin as possible as is consistent with visibility. And so everybody thinks the present is instead of Now, the present is the only real time. There is no past, and there isn't a future, and there never will be. We think ordinarily of the present as an infinitesimal point at which the future changes into the past. And we also do a terrible thing. We imagine ourselves to be results of the past. And we're always passing the buck over our shoulders, like uh, when God approached Adam in the Garden of Eden and said, Hast thou eaten of the fruit of the tree whereof I told thee thou shouldst not eat? And Adam said, This woman thou gavest me, she tempted me and I did eat. And God looked at Eve and said, Hast thou eaten of the fruit of the tree whereof I told thee thou shouldst not eat? And she said, The serpent beguiled me and I did eat. Views and God, opinions expressed on this show are as a result of personal experience. Take what resonates and always follow your intuition. You are listening to Alternatescapes, brought to you by Uncut Media. I don't know whether to laugh at the man or whether to like fall asleep. He's amazing. <laughs> He's amazing. But that voice. Yeah. Goodness me. Alan Watts. Yeah. Alan Watts. Very, very wise man. So, uh, you know, what he basically, or to sum it up, the illusion of money, ego, and time, ultimately hold us back from living our full potential you know when i started out on my journey of uh, you know starting my business and pursuing my dreams a very big part of what i chased was money mm. even when i when i finished studying and entered into the workforce you know I, I wanted to get a job that paid me really well and there's nothing wrong with that but what ends up happening is that you end up making all your decisions based on how much money am i going to make what does my ego self say and think and feel about this and I've only got so much time you know so it kind of it, it limits us and we've had previous episodes uh, before the last one specifically where we or two episodes ago where we chatted about releasing those ego ideas of ourselves mm-hmm. um, you know we did an exercise where you where we took a step back and looked at the decisions that we had made and uh, kind of questioned like where based on what did I make this decision was it my ego self making this decision or was it my true self making this decision and I think with regards to time especially you know I catch myself thinking about the past and we tend to define ourselves on our past experiences and then we also tend to worry about the future and in that worry we make decisions you know from that emotional place whereas if you are able to completely be present in the now which is the only real time that exists then the decisions that you would make would be slightly different Mm. you know so me going into pursuing my music dreams the decisions that i'm making regarding this journey is all about just experiencing life as it is now experiencing the present moment and enjoying the experience i've got another clip coming up later on where we because we like to define life as a journey which is great it's a journey to experience we and all know the saying life's a journey enjoy the ride exactly but 
a journey, if you define a journey, it's got to start in an end point. And what we've now uncovered in Alternatescapes over the last few episodes is that there is no end point. We are mm, eternal, eternal, you know. So it's about changing that mindset that we have about who we are and what we're about and this world that we live in and, and how we perceive reality to ultimately start setting ourselves up for personal mastery. Um, and it's about taking responsibility. You know, he mentions there uh, about Adam and Eve and the snake and the apple, and uh, they pass the buck onto each other. Yes. And you know what? It's no one, other, no one else's responsibility besides your own responsibility to create the life that you want to live. Not placing blame on others. You know, we watched a, a great clip earlier as well where it goes, you know, I'm not where I want to be because X, Y, and Z did A, B, and C to me. Mm. You need to take your responsibility and you need to, to apply that to yourself yeah. and go, why am I not where I need to be? What do I need to change? Not what other people need to change for me. Yeah, yeah. And the proof is in the pudding. I've been experiencing this and at the beginning of the year, I said I'm super excited about 2021 because I know that there are some magical things that are going to happen in my life. And it's all happening. Like I can feel it. I can sense it. Uh, I'm tested every day to, you know, assess my perception and my view of the world around me. Uh, I'm learning from other people. I'm more, I'm more susceptible to the lessons and not reactive to the lessons, if you want to, if you want to say it like that. Yes. Um, but when we get back after the next song, we're going to play a new little game called Things Scientists Say. I love that. And then we're going to get into the nitty gritties of personal mastery. And what it is. Yes, and what it is. I think a definition is super important. Here mm. is Alex Cruz and Follow the Sun.
And that was Alex Cruz with Follow the Sun, which seems to be a favorite song oh, on the show. Oh, love that song. <laughs> I just love all his music, actually. I think he's great. Yeah, he love is. It, absolutely. Love it, love it. So, Dale urged me to give a definition of personal mastery. So, yes. ultimately, personal mastery is about understanding exactly how you think, why you do the things the way you do, having clarity around your purpose and direction in life and taking steps towards continual learning and development to evolve and enhance oneself which is also by the way our tagline learn grow evolve and rock, rock life, life. <laughs> uh, so if you're just tuning in we're talking about personal mastery and you can chime in on 0728707571 so before we get into things scientists say dale i've got a little uh, exercise for you to do oh no and all of our listeners you guys are more than welcome to tune into this uh, exercise do it with us guys if i have to do it you have to do it i'm just <laughs> telling you 
So basically what this is going to do is give you an idea of where the work is required to start mastering yourself personally. So you've got to rate yourself on a scale from 1 to 10. You don't need a notepad, Dale. Don't I? No. Do I have? Okay. You're going to give us your answers live on air. I was just being very studious. Okay? <laughs> right. So you've got to rate yourself on a scale of 1 to 10 uh, with 0, uh, sorry, with 1 being least true and 10 being the most true. So uh -oh. number 1. I have a fitness and diet routine. <laughs> you got jokes, eh? No. Uh, four. Okay. That went okay, from a three to four. Hold on. So, so the lowest is, is how untrue it is. Yeah. It's a four. Okay. All right. I'll give myself, I would say, about an seven or eight. Of course you do. Probably okay. a nine. Let's be real. Yeah. I'm quite hard on myself. So, yeah. Uh, okay. Next one. I participate in activities that help me learn and grow. At least a seven or an eight. Yeah, I would say that as well. I mean, this show is one of the one of the activities. I am emotionally stable. Wow. <laughs> Can I go into negative digits? <laughs> um, I'm going to go with a five. Okay. I live in alignment with my values. A nine. Okay. You know what your values I are. I know my values. Okay. I do. I do. I have a spiritual or a mindful practice. Uh, four. Okay. I have deeply connected and loving relationships. Uh, <laughs> yes, you're putting me on the spot. Um, I'll go with a six on that. Listen, the show's all about vulnerability. They're not, hey? they're not romantic relationships necessarily, but we're going to discuss yeah. this at some point. I'll go with a six. Okay. I have an abundance mindset. No, three. Okay. I am happy with my current quality of life. Three. And I know my life purpose. Ah, nine. Okay. Nine, I think. Good, good, good. Okay, so those are the questions that we need to ask ourselves to kind of gain an understanding or insight into how far along the process of mastering ourselves we are on. Does that make sense? <laughs> Shall we try that again in English? <laughs> um, but ultimately what you do is you ask yourself these questions and straight away looking at your answers, you can, I can already sense that you've got some work to do on the, you know, your health and fitness mm -hmm. and your diet, what you consume. Built for comfort, not speed, doll. There we go. <laughs> Um, the emotional uh, stability, I think that's quite an important one. And we've discussed this in previous shows as well because we tend to be reactive to the world around us and be a victim to our emotions yes. rather than becoming an observer of our emotions. And that's also part of the personal mastery uh, techniques or, or tools that you can use. Uh, so all uh, we, we've discussed many tools and resources that one can use to master ourselves. So this yes. is just tying it all together. Uh, and then the other one that you had is I have an abundance mindset. You mm. rated yourself three. Mm. And that's those limiting beliefs that we tend to hold on to. Like I have to work so much harder than everyone else to make a success of myself. Uh, there's not enough money in the world for me to be rich or health or wealthy. Uh, you know, so those limiting beliefs for me as a child, that's what I had to deal with and then work through that broken psychology of abundance. And then I am happy with my quali current quality of life. Uh, that's quite an important one. And, and that's an, an indicator as to that there's definitely work to be done. Yes. You know? But we know this. Yeah. And this is, a, this is a discussion that we've had multiple times over the last couple of shows, which is 
you know, I'm getting more and more at ease with my current quality of life because you've taught me to practice that acceptance. Mm. But I have goals. Yeah. And until I reach those goals, I think that that number is always going to be low for me. Yeah, so you see there, uh, I'm, I'm going to point it out because they already, you've attached your happiness, your quality of yeah, life you to see. your goals. You see. You know, so you're not going to be happy unless you achieve those goals. And what happens if your goals change, mm. which they tend to do over our life? Of course you know? they do. Of course they do. So let, let us know which areas you guys feel you need to work on, what your scores were, uh, which were your lowest scores, which were your highest scores. As I said, you can WhatsApp us on 0728707571. And uh, the next thing is our minds. And I think... And I think our minds are a very important part of developing personal mastery. So, and we have now established that our minds are super powerful and can literally change our realities provided that we use our minds in the most effective and the right way, mm. you know, rather than, than being, again, a victim of our mindset. So... We're going to go through things scientists say and then chat about what these people say. So cellular biologist Bruce Lipton, he's a leading authority in his field. He says your mind will adjust the body's biology and behavior to fit with your beliefs. If you've been told you'll die in the next six months and your mind believes it, you most likely will die in the next six months. Okay, I think that may be a bit of an over-exaggeration. That's over -exaggeration, a little bit, bit exaggerated, yeah you know, we landing our point. Uh, that's called the nocebo effect and the result of a negative thought, which is the opposite of the placebo effect, where healing is mediated by a positive thought. So step one in personal mastery is shifting your mindset, shifting your beliefs, questioning your belief system. You know, if you're currently in a place in your life where you feel like you're not going anywhere or you feel stagnant, the first place you should be looking at is your beliefs and your values. Okay, next one is Dr. Joe Dispenza. Can I very, very yeah. quickly just stop you there? I need to put out a very quick disclaimer to everybody that has messaged me about uh, any form of sound issue. Thank you, guys. We are we have got a few gremlins in the studio at the moment, and um, our mic is being a woman and throwing her panties around and being dramatic. We are working on it, so uh, please keep coming with the feedback, but we're doing our best, okay? So uh, just hang in there. Can everyone hear me? Yes, they can. <laughs> okay, they can. Cool. We're good, we're good. So one of my favorites is Dr. Joe Dispenza, and he's got a book called evolve your brain and he says that the science of changing your mind so what where how and the length of time we give attention to something in life along with our repetitive thoughts forms our neurological wiring and these repetitive thoughts create connections in the brain that quickly become ironclad so these thoughts move from conscious to unconscious ways of thinking and being and that is how we act on autopilot. So we've also discussed this because through all our, through our whole lifetime, we go through experiences on autopilot and uh, our conscious mind forms our beliefs and our values and those go and sit deeply rooted within our unconscious or our subconscious mind. And that then becomes the way that you operate. So, you know, being faced with a situation where you are not a comfortable or confident public speaker and then all of a sudden you have to stand up in front of a couple of hundred people or a few people and speak, immediately your body goes into flight or fight mode and you stress and you become, become anxious. And that's because of that unconscious wiring that's happened in your mind. And the same can be applied to the abundance mindset. So being told for years as a child that there is no money, that we can't afford things, 
my reality was that I have no money and that I can't afford mm. things. So working through those psychological blocks, I think identifying what it, where those blocks are is also a step in the process of mastering yourself and then rewiring your brain with the mindful practices, the affirmations, the meditations, the talking to yourself in a positive manner. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to yourself. And uh, I, I think personal mastery... Uh, for most of us, I think the starting point is looking at how our mind operates. So in conversations, thinking about like when someone's talking to you and something triggers in your mind, think about what it is that's that's triggered the the block or the negative thought or the emotion and addressing that there and then or reflecting on it before you go to bed. Like, yes. how did I react in this situation? How should I react in this situation? How would I like to react? Yes. And uh, we've we've touched on the segments intending before and you know stepping into the person that you want to be the personality that you want to be so it's creating that uh the persona or not necessarily a persona but the the vision of your life and the vision of yourself your true self your higher self your the vision of the person that you want to be and actually stepping into that vision so when we get back, we're going to get into more interpersonal mastery and we're actually going to discuss some of the ways in which you can develop your own personal mastery. These are personal, personal mastery. These are practical steps that you can apply to kickstart your journey today.
And that was It's My Time by At Jazz featuring Julian Gomez. You really do choose the coolest music, hey? Yeah, also the longest tracks. Also the longest <laughs> tracks. But they are so cool. Very chilled vibes for a yeah. Tuesday. I love it. There we go. So if you're just tuning in, we're talking about personal mastery to kick your life up to another level. Yes. And live the dream that you've always been aspiring to live correct yeah so personal mastery isn't something that's achieved overnight and uh, i've definitely come to terms with the fact when i landed in joburg to pursue my music i realized hang on ty there's some work to be done here Uh, but it's yeah it is it's always work to be done i mean we've we've mentioned this on every single show thus far that nothing is a quick fix yeah you've got to dedicate yourself to these things in order to see the results absolutely so rather than it being something that each and every one of us pines for it's actually something that we all strive for whether we are aware of it or not and it's towards a journey of fostering a more satisfying successful and happier and fulfilling life Mm. Um, and that's what the results of personal mastery will bring into your life and it has many definitions but what's most important to understand is that it's not a destination or a definite state but a process so i define personal mastery as follows so personal mastery is the process of living and working purposefully towards my vision in alignment with my values and in a state of constant learning about myself and the reality in which I exist and that vision is really important and we're going to get into that a little bit later but having a clear vision of what it is that you want to achieve and I like to have it in quite a detailed picture in my mind Mm. uh, then sets me up for success and it also makes me more confident in the path that I've chosen to follow so personal mastery and self-leadership can be considered synonyms so they both require self-awareness self-management and self-learning and it requires us to be committed to the process and the journey as well so how can we be true to ourselves if we don't know who we are or what our values are and what our vision is and in the current age of social media and ai if we are to attain personal mastery, we need to decide who we are before an algorithm decides for us, oof, right? Oof, <laughs> oof, oof. In the fields. Yeah. In the fields. And to be confident and effective, we must first influence ourselves before we can lead and influence others. So the task is to know thyselves uh, so that you can live an authentic life. It's not for the faint-hearted. It's hard work. It's hard work working on ourselves. It's hard work acknowledging where our weaknesses are mm. and where our, and what our defects are. 100%. And it requires the realization that we are operating from mental models about ourselves and reality and that what we think of what our truths are might just be one version of who we are. Can I just take a moment to talk about this authentic word? And I feel like it's one of those those catchphrases at the moment that gets thrown around an awful lot, especially by like, I'm not going to say it on air, never mind. Um, but, but you know, you, you see on, on social media a hell of a lot, be your authentic self. And I think that so many people use that term and don't actually think about it. Yeah. And essentially, at the end of the day, authenticity is just being real and not fake. Yeah. But social is generally fake. So yeah. it's, it's really is a bit of a conundrum for me, which is why I don't like using that catchphrase. Mm. It's almost like getting to the core. Yeah. You want to get to the core of who you are. Exactly. Exactly. It's about, I always see it as, uh, you know, communicating your authentic self is communicating from the heart, is communicating your truth. It's speaking your truth. It's not shying away from uncomfortable conversations or not 
remaining silent when you have the urge to speak up. Mm-hmm. So okay, I've never had a problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I do think that being the whole authentic thing is it, it has become a little bit of a trend especially on social media for sure you know with influences along with words like normalize normalize yeah <laughs> so like you waking up from the matrix for instance um we can be confused and disorientated and require a guide or a coach like morpheus to mm-hmm. orient us orientate us and i do always believe that the teacher will present themselves at the right time um and this is the paradox that we live in where we've got self-leadership or personal mastery which rarely happens in solitude it is usually a hero's journey so someone will come along into your life and spark a little fire or spark a little thought or inspire you and then that sets you off on your personal mastery journey you know um so I think that's been very much at play here between the two of us, which is wonderful. You know, you've spoken in previous episodes about how, you know, what was supposed to be a social visit turned into the spark of Alternatescapes. Mm. And I say to you this evening that um, having you here has sparked and inspired me. Mm. So it's a very symbiotic relationship. And I think that's a lot where, you know, wow, that's delicious English. Um, That's where that that inspiration has been drawn from which is fantastic yeah absolutely and your road to personal uh, personal mastery this is good this is going to be a tongue twister throughout the whole show your road to personal mastery will be a journey there is no end to it but the alternative is to live an unauthentic life an unfulfilled life which is rather you know it's like blissful ignorance it's uh I it's love desperation, quite desperation. Is, it, that is the thing. And as you say, ignorance is bliss. So we don't improve. We don't challenge ourselves. We don't move forward and therefore never achieve that personal mastery because we're in our little comfort zones. Mm. And I, I love people that push me out of mine because um, you do become complacent. Yeah, yeah. And if you choose a path that doesn't present any challenges, well, number one, it's boring. And then also you, you're not really growing. You know, you're not really There's evolving. There's no growth. 100%. Exactly. Right, so there are a couple of uh, ways in which we can start developing our personal mastery. And as we've mentioned before, one of the most important is having a vision, a clear vision. So one of my favorite authors, uh, Stephen Covey, in his personal mastery book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Mm, I love that book. He states that we need to begin with the end in mind. So those who are developing their personal mastery invest time and energy into developing their vision on a daily basis because things change. We're always changing. Mm. So rather than being reactive in your journey, be prepared for it and also understand that things happen. And if they aren't going to go my way, okay, that's fine. We just take the short left. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So by having a clear vision, you become more resilient and you become more resilient to being knocked off of your course due to the disruptions of life. A vision is a specific destination, an image of a desired future that is supported by a purpose. So your reason, like the reason why you are doing what you are doing and our ability to to preserve and to embrace the constraints and challenges presented by our current reality on our path towards achieving our vision is what characterizes mastery of the the creative tension between where we are and where we want to be. Mm. There's a wonderful quote by by the incredible John Lennon that says, "Life is what ha- life is what happens when you're making other plans." Mm. And I've always sort of lived by that and kind of tried my best not to be thrown off when stuff doesn't happen the way that it's supposed to. So I'm glad that at least one of the points I'm on the right track. <laughs> that, that's always good news. You're definitely on the right track. I've been watching your your progress and your transformation. <laughs> you're on the right track, girl. 
So the next thing that uh, we need to look at are our values. And this is something that I kind of lost sight with over, especially in my younger years. I think in your younger years, you're still formulating those values in your mind. But, you know, I was living the party lifestyle and just like, you know, doing whatever it is I wanted to do and didn't really take any time to hone into what my values are. Mm -hmm. And that's quite important when you start developing your personal um, mastery. So Kobe uses the metaphor of a compass to describe how his values, how our values guide us uh, towards our vision. So the value of a value is its ability to resolve and ambiguity, Mm -hmm. uh, which is quite important. So so many big words tonight. So many big words, tongue twisters. <laughs> Personal mastery requires living a life in alignment with our values. And these values can be achievement, adventure, courage, creativity, dependability, determination, friendship, and health. But I think more importantly, we're looking at integrity, respect, That's responsibility, leadership, servant leadership. So servant leadership is like serving the common good. Yes. Um, so these are all things that we need to establish what's most important to us. And whether you have a goal to, you know, build a super successful business or become a performing artist or whatever it is, if you hold these values in within your mind and within your heart, when you embark on whatever project you're embarking on, they're bound, it's bound to be a success because you are acting in alignment with your vision and your values. The other thing, and we're going to chat about this quite a bit, is uh, perspective. Mm, yo, yo, I yo. think we'll uh, get into perspective after this next song. Views and opinions expressed on this show are as a result of personal experience. Take what resonates and always follow your intuition. You are listening to Alternatescapes, brought to you by Uncut Media. This was one of those times where it happened, that thing happened, that magic happened, and was captured on tape, but it happened that night, 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 that night.
Yeah, nah. 
What a great, great track. I'm loving the music tonight. And that was, how's this for a name? Jazzanova featuring Victor Duplex and that night, the Wahoo mix. Wahoo! Love it, love it, love it. <laughs> We're going to talk about perspective now, which makes me super happy because I love perspective. Yeah. But it's always different. Which perspective do you like? Your Mine. perspective. <laughs> <laughs> My perspective is always the good perspective. But no, it, it is just interesting for me. Like I've always been fascinated by perspective because everyone's is always different. Yeah. And how you perceive something to be in someone else's reality can be completely the opposite. So yeah. I'm curious to hear what you have to say about this. Yeah, absolutely. And I think developing your personal mastery requires you to develop your perspective and to be able to view other people's opinions and views and beliefs from a different perspective, from their perspectives. Uh, I used to get quite aggravated in uh, arguments, which I didn't really have too many of, but especially in relationships where I would, you know, have my say and then my partner would have his say, but he would, I would get his perspective, but he wouldn't get my perspective. Yeah. And that caused a lot of tension. It does. Um, so I think that is definitely uh, very much part of the personal mastery development. And I'm going to use the perspective, I'm going to use the metaphor of a football game. So if you're playing the game and imagine the game being life, right? So if you're playing the game, you're likely to be focused on the ball as the player, both your ball and other people's balls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be that guy. <laughs> I have no problem focusing on other people's balls. None at all. Uh, and if you're watching the game from the stadium as a supporter, you're going to be watching an individual play, but also how your team is performing against the opposition. So you're likely to react personally to goals being scored or against four or against your team. Mm. And if you're a sports commentator, you'll be aware of how the results of the game impacts the league table, for instance, or the stats. Or, what a great metaphor. You know, and if you're an academic, you might consider the game from its historical, social and symbolic nature as a mode for preparing young men for battle or as a distraction for the masses from a mundane existence. And then if you're an alien, you may wonder why the hell are 22 people running around chasing a <laughs> spherical object on the field? You know, so already in that example, there are so many different perspectives that one can have. And I think when you develop your personal mastery, if you take a step back and see things from a higher perspective, then it enables you to view things from different angles. I think it's also going back to, you know, the typical age old teachings of walk a mile in someone else's shoes. Yeah. Before you are so quick to judge or you're so quick to, to react or you're so quick to say things, put yourself in those person's shoes exactly. and, and, and you might not know anything about their, their, I don't want to use the word journey anymore, but you might not know anything about their existence, mm. but take a few moments to learn a little bit about it yeah but i love that football field i think it's absolutely brilliant because as i say first of all i love looking at other people <laughs> and secondly because um i tend to do a lot of that where i have my ball and i'm focused on my ball yeah but if 
you know, X, Y, and Z is scoring with their ball over there, I tend to get irritated. And not because I begrudge anybody their success, but just because I'm going, well, why are they getting their ball there faster? Mm. What mm. am I doing wrong? Gotcha. And then you become your own worst critic. Yeah. And that's then, you're not going to score shit. Exactly, exactly. So in life, we often are the players chasing the ball unaware or not caring about the wider frame or context of what's actually going on. So it really is about taking a step back and broadening your perspective. So we support a team because our father did and our father's mm. father did. And we rarely question what watching football means to us or what anything means to us. Why are you know? we doing it? Why are we doing it? And that's not personal mastery. So developing the discipline to look at situations from multiple perspectives is a hallmark of personal mastery. So here are a few self-leadership coaching questions that you can ponder have you reflected on what you love and are passionate about in life at all or daily at all okay okay yes. do you know why you are kicking the ball in your life yes okay are you playing the right game or is it time to do what you really want to do you see i made that choice in 2016 mm. um i was playing a very good game up until 2016, I was very comfortable. I was in a job I was passionate about, but the passion tended to die. And there was a thing inside me that said, you need to take your short left. Mm. So now I'm sure. Yeah. Now yeah, I'm sure. Exactly. I had the same experience working in corporates for nine years to then one day realizing, hang on, this isn't the game that I want to be playing. This isn't fulfilling me. It's not making me happy. So what I needed to do was change my game. Mm. And I did. So if you are playing your game, are you playing it to the best of your abilities is the other question. I think I think ability for me is also a case of perception. And the reason being is I'm very confident in my physical abilities. So I know where my talents lie. I know where my weaknesses lie. But I think what, what defines a lot of people and their their definition of ability is what holds them back. Like a perfect example is what's happening in the studio tonight. I know that we put out a great show with great content, but we're held back by... Mm the technology and and people are often going and it goes back to what we spoke about at the beginning not making excuses mm. for for what you have i'm not making any sense but you know what i'm saying <laughs> I you, it's, I, it's I am confident in my abilities and yes i believe that i can do it yeah yeah simply yeah but there are things holding yeah. me back so now when i embarked on the journey of following my music dreams you know, I'd never performed before in front of anyone and I'd not musically orientated. Well, I am, but mm. in my mind, I wasn't like I had a lot to learn. So in acknowledging the fact that I needed to develop skills and learn in order to play it to the best of the ability that I can, I then embarked on the journey of getting a vocal coach, learning about music, finding my groove, all of those kinds of things. So um, that I think is very important. So if you are playing your game, are you playing it to the best of your and ability? And also remembering that whilst you might think that you are at the peak of your game, you can always learn more. Yeah. So so we go back to what we've spoken about previously about growth is that you think that you are the master of your sport yeah. and you are the, the player of the game. What, what do they call it? The, 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 the key player, player of the match. But actually you can still keep learning and yeah. continuously improve. It's why athletes continue to train, mm. you know, to keep a level and improve. Yeah, absolutely. And then are you respect, respectful of others who choose to play their game a different way? And that's quite important because I feel like that's where judgment comes in. Also the self-critical as well, self-criticism. Um, because everyone plays their game differently. Mm -hmm. Everyone 
everyone's on their own journey. Different We've tactics, different strategies. Completely. And one of the biggest lessons I um, and I am still learning today is to let others be and let them play their game the way that they want to play it. I'm gonna stick. A, I'm gonna do the critic thing now with that though, and the cynic thing now though. It goes back to things that I've said multiple times on these shows is that I'm quite happy for other people to play their game until it becomes detrimental to mine. Um, and maybe that's a selfish way of looking at things, but it, it goes back to self-care and it goes back to, you know, play your game by mm. all means, but mm. don't play your game if it's going to be damaging yeah. to other people. Play your game with your values intact. That's exactly it. Absolutely. Right there on the head. Right, so are you ready for a game of fact or fiction? Oh, la, la. Okay. Uh, yes, let's give it a shot. And the theme with today's game is the mind. Okay. Ooh, mine's a dark so, and dangerous place. <laughs> for all the new listeners out there, Dale and I play a little game of fact or fiction on every episode, and she has to guess whether these statements, statements are true or false. Hit me. Okay, number one. The human attention span is longer than a goldfish. <laughs> it depends which human we're referring to um yeah yeah i think it is i think it is apparently it's false really? it's become shorter which is uh, yeah it's also not shocking right so research shows that mm. the average attention span has decreased by an average of 12 minutes but now i can believe that because it, it goes to this instant gratification culture uh. of every video we watch is two to four minutes long uh tiktok 30 seconds mm, to a minute long. Mm. Uh, everything, even even TV shows these days are 20 minutes to yeah. half an hour. Yeah. So I can believe it. I can believe even it. Even music as well. Mm. Yeah. Okay, number two. Memories start forming in the womb. Yes. I believe that is the truth. That is true. Mm. You shocked me with that one. I thought you were going to go for false. No, I, I do believe it. Look, I, I am not a... The, the, I, it, I'm, I have some very unpopular opinions about that particular topic. However, that being said, I do believe that memories form there because I think that they start to guide you immediately. Like that's when parents sit with, you know, speakers, uh, headphones yeah. on the bellies. Yeah. And I, I believe in all that. I really yeah. do. Yeah. So memories start forming in the womb. And it's a critical time for brain development. Memory call can occur as early as four months into pregnancy. Wow. That's pretty crazy. That's crazy. But it also takes me back to the past life regression hypnotherapy because uh, those uh, books that, that I mentioned in the previous shows, they slipped my mind now. But the regression hypnotherapy actually takes you back into the womb. For sure. Which I still want to experience. And if you guys, if you guys missed those episodes, go and check it out on the, the podcast. You can find them on the website under Listen and under Alternatescapes because that was a super interesting episode, that. Very, very yeah. interesting. Okay. 95% of all decisions are conscious. I feel like that stat is very high. Um, I'm going to go with false. Good. Am I correct? Yeah, but you said it because but. the stats high. So 95% of all decisions are subconscious. Yes. Again, and that's why that it's so important believe. for us to focus on rewiring our brains. Yeah. So they all take, 95% of them take place in our subconscious minds. This means that the vast majority of our actions and behaviors occur due to brain activity that lies beyond our conscious awareness. Which is a very interesting thing because, you know, oftentimes things will happen or be said or done and you wonder, did I really do that? And I find that a lot in my coaching, uh, when I coach these, these horse and rider conversations, combinations and I know that the rider knows that what they're doing is incorrect but it is the subconscious at that stage that is overriding that mm. so it's interesting that that flows through into your behavior 
in normal life. Yeah. And I think it, it goes back to being a little more understanding that a lot of the behavior is subconscious yeah. and potentially drawing someone's attention to it mm. is a way for them to make it then conscious. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Conscious, subconscious, that. back to conscious. Got you. Yeah. Okay, last one. <laughs> Easy access to information can make it easier to remember. Wow. Easy access to information can make it easier to remember. In other words, remember the information. Mm. Well, yes. Look, I believe that the brain has become lazy because mm. now you have you can Google everything. Mm. So where when we were at school, when I say we, you've, I've got a couple of years on you, but when I was at school, I would have to remember a lot of stuff mm. in order to pass an exam or do a project or whatever because I read it in the library at school and then went home and had to do it. Now I go... Oh, I wonder, let's just Google it. Mm. So I feel like it's made us lazy, but yes, it helps us remember. It's a, it's a tool. Apparently, that's false. Wow. It makes it harder. Wow. So due to the invincible internet that exists, it actually makes it harder to remember. The harder we work to access data, the more likely we are to actually remember it. Hmm. And that was published in a study in Huff, on Huffington Post. Incredible. Which is sure. quite interesting. I learned so much from that tonight. Thank you. That was great. <laughs> and you didn't use too many big words, which is wonderful. No, that's why we took the terminology out. <laughs> the terminology segment. <laughs> Right, so when we get back, we're going to change the narrative about life being a journey, which helped me view life from a different perspective.
that existence, the physical universe, is basically playful. There is no necessity for it whatsoever. It isn't going anywhere. That is to say, it doesn't <clears throat> have some destination that it ought to arrive at. But that it is best understood by analogy with music. Because music, as an art form, is essentially playful. We say you play the piano. You don't work the piano. Why? Music differs from, say, travel. When you travel, you are trying to get somewhere. One doesn't make the end of a composition the point of the, comp of the composition. If that were so, the best conductors would be those who played fastest. <laughs> and there would be composers who wrote only finales. <laughs> People go to a concert just to hear one crashing chord, because that's the end. <laughs> Same way in dancing. You don't aim at a particular spot in the room. That's where you should arrive. The whole point of the dancing is the dance. Now, but we don't see that as uh, something brought by our education into our everyday conduct. We've got a system of schooling which gives a completely different impression. It's all graded. And what we do is we put the child into the corridor of this grade system with a kind of, come on, kitty, kitty, kitty. And yeah, you go to kindergarten, you know, and that's a great thing because when you finish that, you'll get into first grade. And then, come on, first grade leads to second grade, and so on, and then you get out of grade school, and you go to high school, and it's revving up, the thing is coming, then you're going to go to college, and by Jove, then you get into graduate school, and when you're through with graduate school, you go out to join the world. And then you get into some racket where you're selling insurance, and they've got that quota to make, and you're going to make that. And all the time, the thing is coming. It's coming, it's coming, that great thing, the, the success you're working for. Then when you wake up one day about 40 years old, you say, my God, I've arrived. <laughs> I'm there. And you don't feel very different from what you always felt. By expectation. Look at the people who live to retire and put those savings away. And then when they're 65, they don't have any energy left. They're more or less impotent and... Uh, they go and rot in an old people's senior citizens community. <laughs> because we've simply cheated ourselves the whole way down the line. <clears throat> we thought of life by analogy with a journey, with a pilgrimage, which had a serious purpose at the end, and the thing was to get to that end, success or whatever it is, or maybe heaven after you're dead. But we missed the point the whole way along. It was a musical thing and you were supposed to sing or to dance while the music was being played. Views and opinions expressed on this show are as a result of personal experience. Take what resonates and always follow your intuition. You are listening to Alternatescapes, brought to you by Uncut Media. 
Loving You featuring Lulu James and Lane 8 for you. And then Alan Watts with Life is Not a Journey. Wow. Does that resonate? That hit me in the feels. That yeah. that part about, um, you know, it's a musical and you forgot to sing. Yo, <laughs> yo. Exactly, because it's <laughs> all about the experience and the enjoyment of reveling in this world that is so beautiful. You know, I always say that my approach to life is fluid because in that fluid approach, you aren't so set on the end goal. You understand that you know, you've know you got your visions, your dreams, and your goals in mind, but the real enjoyment comes from the process that follows in reaching those points. And it's not the end destination. There's more afterwards. Mm. You know, once I get up onto stage to sing, there's more to come after that, yeah. you know? And um, I think we have been conditioned, society in general has been conditioned to believe that we've only got this one life and now, mm. you know, at the age of 65, we need to retire and we have to save for our retirement and all the rest of it that kind of then in a way limits your creative approach to life. Every Everything is a limitation. You know, we had a very interesting conversation with um, one of my other co-hosts uh, during the week. And, you know, as you say, society sets out certain goals for you and certain milestones that you have to reach by certain ages. And I remember at about the age of about 19, sitting down and writing a list of things I wanted to achieve by the time I was 21. Mm. And then I turned 21 and I'd achieved nothing. And I felt like a failure. And I went, it's okay, because 30 is coming. Mm. And at about 28, I wrote a new list. And mm. on my 30th birthday, and 30 was, a, I mean, I would go back and be 30 for the rest of my life. But just before my 30th birthday, I opened it up and I went, oh, my God, I've achieved nothing. And eventually I just stopped making lists. Now I'm approaching 40 and I went, this one, not making a list Mm. because you set yourself up for disaster by putting ahead these things that you have to have achieved this by a certain age in order to be deemed successful. And it's nonsense. And then when you don't achieve it, you super hard on yourself and you discourage, your confidence gets knocked down and all the rest of it. And it's just detrimental to your personal success, your personal mastery. And as you say, life is ever evolving. So who you were at 20, 22, 25, even 28, Mm. I look back now and I've lived easily in each of my decades five six different lifetimes Mm. and who i am now is so completely different to who i was in my late teens early 20s that i've had to adjust and adapt Mm. and change my goals and look ahead to you know so i take bite-sized chunks i go a goal for me is different to a destination Mm. at some point I would like to achieve X. Yeah. When that point happens, like I'm going to be the coolest blue rinsed old lady at 75 <laughs> standing on the microphone still entertaining people. But that's okay. Yeah. You know, and I think it's coming to terms with that. There is no destin. There is no destination. Yeah. I exactly. think that's what's important. Exactly. And I think by letting go of that belief or that perception that we hold, you then also allow yourself to be present and to enjoy the moments, to enjoy the learning experience, to enjoy the moments with your friends and your families or the business meeting that you're having because you're not so focused on what lies ahead. What lies ahead. Mm, exactly. Absolutely. So we're going to discuss some principles to master in your personal master mastery journey. And one of them is understanding yourself. So that's like the foundation of the journey towards your greatest self. It's taking the steps to really get to know who you are, what your values are, what's your vision. And if you haven't done this before, go sit down, take a moment, go sit down and write and just Mm. write whatever comes to mind from that feel good space. So understanding your personality, your beliefs, your values, why you do the things 
things the way that you do, why you make the choices and the decisions in your life, and knowing your strengths and areas for development. And taking into account your traumas, going back to last week's show, because I mm. think that, you know, we discussed very briefly as a recap that you cannot let your, tra- your trauma define you, but you do need to understand where it comes from. So for me, when I did this exercise, I didn't go quite as in-depth as that. So that's my homework for next week. But I wrote down, these are the traumas I feel like I've suffered. Mm. Why do they make me how I am? Mm. Accepting and understanding the ego Mm. that you mentioned. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And then releasing that and letting that go because they don't define who you are. And just a heads up, like a little bit of self-care. Setting stuff on fire is amazing. (laughs) So I I wrote it and burnt it. It was awesome. Yes, that's actually a very cool (laughs) technique. A couple of friends have done that before and it works. It also helps with relationships as well letting go of relationships well you see the problem with the problem with that is back in the old days you used to burn photographs i'm not going to burn my <laughs> cell phone so <laughs> yeah and then as we discussed earlier in the show the personal vision and purpose is also very important so writing down what that vision and purpose is that you feel you want to live and it's because personal mastery is living a life with purpose and meaning what is that that which that's going to get you out of bed in the morning and what is it that's going to make you thrive you know it's so funny that you talk about writing down your visions and if you think about business practice 101 is that companies have a vision yeah a mission statement mm. and majority of websites that you go to or you go and you look at they've got their vision and mission yeah and if a company does it why don't we absolutely it's, it's it's 101 of personal development as well. Have your Correct. have your vision, have your mission. What is your purpose? I mean, I learned that in branding. You know, every brand needs to have a purpose. Mm. Apply that to yourself as well. Mm. And when you have when you when you know where you want to go and how you're going to get there, because now you've got your vision and you don't necessarily have to have all the steps in place, but you know that you are you are confident in that this is what you want to do, then it makes it easier to get through the challenges that you encounter along the path as well. Um, so it's almost like creating a little little roadmap that mm. you can remain fluid in your navigation. So, you know, when you go on a road trip, it's one of my favorite things in the world is you go on a road trip and, you know, and it's quite ironic for me because I'm a planner. I've been given quite a bit of stick over the last couple of weeks about being such a planner. Like spontaneity yeah. is not something that lives in my in my wheelhouse. But when it comes to road trips, I always try and plan you know, like, for example, a trip to Durban is going to take nine hours. And a trip nine, to... Where, where but, is but, Durban? But, but let me explain to you why. And the trip to East London, which should take nine, ten hours, takes 14 hours. Because you never know what you're going to see. So for me, it's not about getting there as quickly as possible. It's about pull up on the side of the road and buy uh. the biltong from the nice because you don't get biltong like you get biltong on the side of the road you know and and oh there's a there's a, a field with cows let's stop and take photos of the cow yeah. i'm that person smell the flowers smell the flowers exactly. so that the destination will eventually come to me but in the meantime, like you say, your roadmap must be open to the side roads and the yes, scenic routes. Exactly. Yeah. Because you also don't know exactly how you're going to achieve your goals. Like things, because people may present themselves in different situations that may help you along that journey to achieving your goals. And if you're so closed off and so focused on your plan, you're going to miss those opportunities. For sure. Then the other one is loving oneself. And this is this has been a big part of my life because I've been fostering and nurturing that love for myself, especially with this new adventure that I've embarked on now. So it's about loving yourself for who you are and being able to express yourself in its fullest. I believe that that is primarily the biggest reason why so much stuff bombs in people's lives. And I've seen it happen in my own, is that when I'm not feeling particularly in love with myself for whatever reason, 
and there's multiple reasons. Uh, over the years, there's been multiple issues and all sorts of stuff. Nothing seems to go my way. Mm. And, you know, today was a perfect example. Thank you to the lovely ladies at Be Betty's. I walked out feeling like a queen. Mm. And my day has been amazing yeah. because I felt powerful and I felt like, and, and it's, it, but self-love is such a journey because everybody has those things that they don't like about themselves. And I feel like those become the focus. Mm. So as you started to do, and I think that rubs off on me, as you started to shift the negative out of focus and bring the positive into focus. Yeah, you just exactly. got to do it repeatedly. Exactly. Don't do it one day. Like, I'm terrible with that. Today was awesome. Tomorrow I'll wake up and go, oh my God, I have as much. And then it'll be a problem <laughs> and my whole world will collapse. Yeah. You know? it's, a, it's that self-talk. It's that negative self-talk that brings yeah. us down. Like, yeah. talk to yourself with care and love and you'll start noticing a shift within yourself very sure. quickly. And then self-discipline. Self-discipline is crucial to mm. developing yourself and it's all about committing to your goals and staying on your journey so i almost see it as a so my mind used to be all over the place so i committed to starting my business to doing the music to doing a little project here and there to doing alternate scapes and my mind would just go off in a thousand mm -hmm. directions and then i would lose sight of some of the goals and the paths that i was on and very quickly realize, hang on tight, you need to choose what it is that you want to focus on and commit yourself to achieving that which you want to achieve. Yes, but I'm going to throw a spanner in the works mm. there. So so I 100% agree with you. And you and I had this discussion last week where I spoke to you about segmenting your life. Yeah. And, you know, anyone that knows me personally, I'm can only way you can describe my life is I'm a hustler. Mm. And I, at any given time, have anything between 10 to 15 projects on the go with five different companies. Um, and... I have learned to break my brain into being able to focus on all of those things because in my head, my goal is, okay, but if I put that aside, it's going to indirectly affect this and then it's going to indirectly affect that. Mm. So, so I think you've got to, for yourself personally, decide how much are you capable of focusing on at one given yeah. time? What is the most appropriate way to focus on those things? Yeah. Like my battle at the moment is I am so work focused that the self-love and the self-care and the self-preservation has flown out the window. Uh, I'll work till two, three o'clock in the morning, which is not healthy. And so it goes. Yeah. Um, but don't be afraid to focus on multiple things. Mm. That's my advice. Yeah. Just absolutely. make sure you can. And make sure that what you're focusing on is what you are passionate That's about. That's it right yeah. there for sure. And then something that, personal mastery helps with is proactive to be proactive proactive behavior and because uh, we find that we are reactive when we don't understand ourselves or others or others and we don't understand the direction that we are going in and so therefore we become reactive in our decisions that we make because you panic because you panic yeah. and also because things may not necessarily be going the way that you want them to go <laughs> um but when you start taking on the journey of developing or mastering yourself, then you start putting a little plan in place. And so you can plan and be proactive in your approach. So as an example, last week I sat in the studio with Dale and I was like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. Like what more topics do we have coming up? And, and, and panic. And I went into a little bit of a panic mode and Dale was like, Ty, just take a moment and go and write down whatever ideas come to mind and plan the next season, which we've now done. Yes. And now, because I know all the topics that we're going to be discussing in the next season, when I'm in a conversation with someone or I'm reading a book, then I can pick out 
you know specifics that relate to the show topics so mm. it almost sets me up for success in the shows it's just such a fine line because a lot of what we say is contradictory so it's it's you must plan and know your route forward i'm not saying it's a bad yeah. thing i'm just saying it, it's plan your route know what you are and as i said to you so yeah. when you are picking up in conversation what people are putting down we can use this and everything else but by the same token the mastery comes in in that whilst you are prepped and planned be open to weird and wonderful yeah. and creative because otherwise the process is stifled. Yes, I agree. I agree. And then the other thing is contribution to others. So we are living in a time where unity consciousness has become more important. People are awakening to the fact that it's not just about them. It's mm -hmm. about the world and others around them. And um, so it's not just about understanding yourself but also about being able to contribute back to society and to others. It's about understanding how you can help improve other people's lives mm. in whatever it is that you do. And sometimes it's the smallest thing. Uh, you know, we had a conversation today at the salon about how a lot of us are in a position where we're not able to necessarily give back financially, mm. but you can give of your time yeah. and you can give of your skill yeah. and you can give of just an ear to listen to, to somebody that might need to be listened to. Yeah. And, you know, we always talk in these grand gestures, but actually the smallest thing can make the biggest difference. In someone's um, life, You know, yeah. I had somebody smile at me in traffic the other day and it made my entire morning because I just thought, you know, no one does that anymore. Yeah. My yeah. first thought was, why aren't you wearing your mask? <laughs> <laughs> He's in a car. No, I really was. Oh, wait, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. But it's those little small things that you forget that by simply smiling at somebody or by simply telling someone that they look beautiful today, yeah. you can change their whole mood. Yeah. So I love... I love that contribution back yeah. and now when i think about the projects that i want to work on i think of how is this going to positively impact other people's lives so whether it's people who are getting involved in the project with me or whether it is the receiver of whatever it is that we're doing like how is it going to positively impact their lives and uplift them and it also is very good for your mental health i mean we've spoken on previous shows how you know i'd like to and i think you do to a large degree as well take on the role of the healer and i get a massive amount of personal satisfaction mm. from assisting and helping and and it's, i don't do it for selfish reasons it's just that that for me is my purpose yeah. So by identifying that purpose, like this show, we've spoken about this show helps people. Yeah. And that's why we keep doing it. And that's yeah. why we keep coming back. So it's this beautiful circle of do what you love, give back what you love to other people. And then the karma will come back and look after you as yeah, well. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. In weird and wonderful ways. In the most unexpected of ways. <laughs> and then it's obviously important to have the right attitude, a mm. positive attitude. So especially when we're making decisions because, and I found this before, when I react or I make a decision and my vibe is down, mm. and, you know, I'm not feeling good or my energy is negative, the result of what will come of that decision is most likely to be negative. So it's about converting that negative energy into a positive energy or True making story. a decision when you do feel that your vibe is up rather and shaping your thoughts and thinking positively uh, positively is extremely powerful we've now established that what we think is what becomes our reality mm -hmm. so i think adapting that positive attitude is also super critical and it's, it's something that i've been taught my whole life i haven't always lived by it but never ever make a decision in a moment of heat, yeah. uh, in a moment of, of anger or sadness or, or, or passion because it's generally going to be the wrong one. And that's exactly what you said. Exactly. So, so take a moment 
get yourself into a positive space. Mm. Mm, yeah. That's very good advice. And, you know, energy transfers. So when you make a decision or you react, whoever you're reacting to, is you're going to transfer that energy to them. And 100%. it's just got this knock-on effect. 100%. Then overcoming fears is a big one because on your journey to becoming the best version of yourself letting go of the trauma and the ego self you are going to encounter fears that Mm. you need to overcome in order to live your best self or best life Um, i'm finding that now especially on the music journey because i've got a massive fear for standing up and singing in front of people and it's all happening and i'm like every week that's something that I'm working on. And I know that on the journey that is going to fade away. Yes. So that is is part of the personal mastery journey is overcoming fears. We need to overcome those fears in order to be the best versions of ourselves. And to grow. And to grow, exactly. And then you touched on it just now. We need to have balance in life. You know, you can spend as much time working and working on your 15 projects and then neglect yourself, love, there's an imbalance there and that's going to have an effect on other areas of your life, perhaps unconsciously, Mm. you know? Of course. So having that uh, balance in life is also super important. And then personal mastery helps, and I mean, I think we've discussed this the entire episode, to achieve success. That's why you go on to the journey of personal mastery. And uh, it's in whatever you decide to pursue. Whatever you want to bring into reality, you can. And you can do it through all the different principles that we've spoken about on previous shows. Apply it to your vision, your goals, and all the rest of it. You will achieve success and believe that you will achieve success. And remember, it is success based on what you define success to be, not what society define success to be because that for me is a big one society says you're successful when you have millions in the bank and you drive a fancy car and you live in a big house and you've got a wife or a husband and 2.5 kids and a labrador it's not your personal success is what is important yeah exactly exactly and it's detaching from all of those conditions that we have been conditioned to believe and think and all the rest of it Okay, so when we get back from this next song we're going to give you three simple things that you can do right now to kickstart your personal mastery journey i'm excited yes i'm excited and i'm even more excited this is one of my favorite songs ever i haven't heard this version of it though it's going to be cool it's avici and hello black wake me up
And that was Avicii with Wake Me Up. What a cool Such track. a nice, chilled version of that mm. song. I love that. I like it. Love that. Right. So we are in our last segment. So here are three things that you can do today to kickstart your personal mastery. And I'm going to call it adventure because it is an adventure. It's there to be enjoyed. So number one is appreciate your success. So start by appreciating your successes and successes of others. You know, there's this uh, this story or belief that when we appreciate ourselves too much we become more egocentric or self-involved which is not the case at all what you end up doing is actually inspiring inspiring yourself to do bigger things so by staying in touch with your accomplishments you build true authentic confidence to move on to make new things happen Um, and it also enables you to take responsibility for your greatness so that your life isn't about becoming good enough but rather about finding ways to use your own gifts to make a difference I love that. Your own <laughs> gifts to make a difference. Yes. And then the next one is learn your lessons. So review your past to discover what worked and what didn't work in order to find the lessons you need to learn. You are your own best teacher, the best source of your own wisdom. We never really need advice and we hate it when other people give us advice because we know it already. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You can <laughs> I relate. <am> absolutely <laughs> terrible at that. Like, And also, the other thing that I'm terrible at is taking my own advice. I'm great at giving advice. And then I kind of listen back to the advice I've given and gone, yeah, but why didn't you follow that? Yeah, exactly. So boil those lessons down into a couple of memorable pieces of advice that you can remember in the next week, month or year. And then limit yourself to the three most important lessons. Okay, then the other thing, and we've spoken about this earlier on in the episode, shift your limiting beliefs. 
Okay, so until we wake up to the negative beliefs we have about our chances for success, we live in a small box that limits what's possible. So this is a, quite a principle of the heart, I believe. So that's where we need to rewire our brains, rewire those subconscious thoughts that keep holding us back. And it is possible to do that. So say I refer back again to my coaching is that we always talk about how, you know, breathing is one of the biggest ones. And you think like breathing is the most natural thing in the world. But when you're doing something that potentially frightens you you tend to hold your breath yeah and by rewiring all those subconscious thoughts become conscious and then become as simple as breathing yeah and can go back to being subconscious yeah. rewired positively exactly yeah. exactly so in closing homework i think i feel should be around noting down what your vision is what your goals are and starting out on your personal mastery journey by appreciating your successes learning from those lessons and um what was the last one <laughs> <laughs> learning from your lessons and shifting your limiting beliefs love that. there we go i'll make sure i do my homework guys i hope you guys do yours as well and we'd love to have you share them with us so uh, for next week you can see start of season three yeah can't believe yeah. it's gonna be amazing Exciting. gonna be a completely different vibe yeah. Uh, we're going somewhere very cool with it. So make sure you stay tuned. Tell your friends because I don't know about you, but this is my personal therapy session every single week and it makes the hugest difference. Yes. And you guys can give us a follow on Uncut Media. It's at Uncut Media ZA on Instagram and on Facebook. And you can also follow Alternate Scapes at Alternate underscore Scapes. Fantastic. Yeah. I love it. Right. And then, guys, it doesn't end here. We've got a fantastic week of great entertainment lined up for you for the rest of the week. Tomorrow, you can catch Truth in Dance, four hours of the very best South African dance music from one of the very best South African dance DJs, DJ Paul Angel. Then on Thursday, I am back with my alternative show, <laughs> literally alternative, called After Dark with Ulifish. We're going to be interviewing a very, very cool South African band this week called The Amblers. So tune in for that from 7 p.m. And then, of course, the weekend starts with Sango. The rest you can go find out on the website go check it out and uh, go and explore the site yeah because there's some really cool stuff going on and keep your eyes peeled for all the exciting stuff that is coming up absolutely so next up and as always we've got Aldo Velastri he's got a beautiful reading lined up for us you guys can follow him at Dumela Universe on Instagram and on TikTok and you can also book him directly for readings do it. on his website DumelaUniverse.com yes until next week we love you guys go out there be beautiful and, and rock, rock life. life. Hello Alternate Scape listeners, it's time for Spirit News with Philastri. Today's reading seems to be based within relationships. At the center of the reading we have the Two of Swords, meaning you feel blocked. You feel that you're not really receiving the energies that you deserve. You're not being appreciated, you're not being seen, you're not being heard. And Spirit's saying, stop looking externally for these validations. Look within, with the Knave of Cups being in the within, um, Knave of Cups being the Page of Cups. It's saying, fall in love with life again. Fall in love with you again. Take this time to really do things that you enjoy, things that you love. Release everybody else from the equation and simply focus and center on you, on loving things, things that genuinely inspire love within you. So take time out for yourself. Do things that nourish you. Do things that thrill you. 
Um, and view yourself lovingly, view yourself with an appreciation, view yourself with an happiness, stop pulling yourself down. And in the external world, we have the two of cups, then your relationships will be a beautiful harmony with you. When you simply allow yourself to receive love, then you receive love from all. When you simply allow yourself appreciation, then you receive appreciation from all. So the external relationships, whether this be in colleagues, business, in um, friendships, in family, in romantic relationships, you're simply aligning with your soul tribe. You're aligning with beings who honor and see you and love you and appreciate you. At the base of the reading, we have the Six of Wands. So you have success now. You have success in all of your dealings with people, success in all of your co-creations, successful situations, victorious outcomes. And at the top of the outcome, you see the Justice card, which is Libra energy. Everything works out fairly for everybody. So if this is anything to do with any legal agreements, any court things, everything works out fairly when you allow yourself love, when you allow yourself love, when you treat yourself with gentility, then any of the agreements, any legal agreements anyway, work out in your favor, work out within the in fairness to all. But in general messages, as soon as you simply appreciate yourself, appreciate you and take care of yourself, your relationships then balance out, which is successful. And the justice card on top, it's an equal energy, a fairness for all. Everybody wins. Everybody receives love. Everybody's in harmony. At the bottom of the deck, we've got the six of cups. Yes. Equal energy from past relationships. So even past relationships come back anew. So, um, past relationships, past opportunities where they were blocked, past experiences where you were hindered or where you were withheld from love, now come back and the energies are fair now, the energies are fair and equal, you are now appreciated, you are now loved, your path is not blocked anymore, you have always been the key to your path, you have always been the map to your abundance, you have always been the key to your love, all that's required is for you to simply love yourself and nurture yourself and appreciate you. Be inspired to learn, grow, evolve, and rock life with Tynell and Dale Robin. This is Alternate Scapes, brought to you by Uncut Media.